You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Renton, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Do you ever find yourself going to the dogs? Are you pining for those dog days of summer? Are you just not quite sure what the meaning is for this expression? Dog with two tails. Well, I think you're lucky. Well, actually, you're a lucky dog. Because our special guest is a great wordsmith who has happily gone to the dogs for his latest book. This is a must-have book called You're My Dog, Dog, a lexicon of dog terms for people. I want all of you to give pause and applause to our very special guest, award-winning author Donald Freeman. Hey, welcome to the show, Don. Thank you very much, Arden. What a great introduction. Thanks. We have something in common. We both is writers. <laughs> Um, you know what, folks? Donald has identified 146 dogged expressions inside the pages of his newest book. Now, do you have a favorite dog expression? We're going to uh, find out, right? Do you have one, Don? Actually, it's hard for me to pick a single one. There are a number that really appeal to me. Well, let's uh, do one now and then another one when we come back from the commercial break. So give us, tease us, Don. What's one that you really like from the pages of your book? I would say I like Hillary Clinton's reference to Bill as a tough dog to keep on the porch. I think so, too, because he's quite the dog, right? Yeah. Tell me why you like that one for Hillary, and how did you find that one? Because, you know, he is quite the canine Casanova, you know? Well, I ran across it in, a, in an interview with Hillary and uh, in which uh, she used that expression. And what struck me about it was, apart from the, the charm of it, is the way in which She's using metaphor. I mean, we all use metaphor to sort of organize life. I mean, this has been going on for as long as there's been language. I mean, uh, without getting too philosophical, I mean, Plato chooses to explain the world by using his metaphor of the cave and and the shadows on the wall. And uh, the Bible is just filled with with metaphors, you know. Yeah, we've got a call in to Jesus and God. We're hoping they'll be guests on our show, but they haven't (laughs) answered yet. But, uh uh-oh, lightning's coming. I better be careful. (laughs) You know, folks, Uh, we're going to have to take a quick commercial break. We're speaking with the author of You're My Dog, Dog. We're talking about Don Freeman. And he's going to come back and explain a little bit more about what Rihanna, the singer, has in common with Shakespeare and a lot more right after we pay for this show. So you guys know the drill. Sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. Oh, behave. We'll be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, 
front paw sleeves and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Wordplay and dogs, two of my all-time favorites. And I think they're also shared by our special guest, Don Friedman. He is the author of a new book with not a dozen or 50, but ready for it, 146 dog terms, idioms, proverbs, and metaphors. Gosh, I sound like an English teacher. All to help us humans who are confounded by canines at time. The book is called You're My Dog, Dog, a lexicon for dog terms for people. And before we start getting in through this, we have prizes. Yes, Don Freeman has agreed to sign, personally autographed, not one, but two books to two lucky listeners who email me, Arden at Four Legged Life, with the code words, you're my dog, and dog is spelled D-A-W-G, and we will pick two lucky listeners, and we'll send the information, send us your email and the name of your dogs, and Don is kind enough to be able to personalize autographs and dash out coffees to you. And there's also, according to your, uh, your folks over at your publishing house, Don, you didn't know this, but if somebody can give you a new dog term that's not in the book, they may win a frame-worthy, I love that double modifier, a frame-worthy 16 by 20 inch, you're my dog, dog poster. That's not bad, huh? A car is next, right, Don? I, I assume, yes. Because <laughs> you know how big the budgets are of publishers' houses these days, right? Yes. So let's get right into it. I mean, you have written a number of books, including the award-winning novel. It's called The Hand Before the Eye. And you even translated The Writer's Brush, Paintings, Drawings, and Sculpture by Writers. I didn't translate it. I wrote it. Oh, you wrote it. it. Pardon me. I wrote it, but it's now been translated into five languages. It's out in five languages, and it's coming out in Korean this year. I was just Wow. Well, if you can speak all those languages, you could be Pope, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I'll send you ventured into the world of dogs. So obvious question, what kind of four-leggers have been in your life or are in your life at this time? Well, my father, who had gone to veterinary medical school, sort of uh, introduced me to a love of animals from the time I was very small. Unfortunately, I had terrible allergies growing up and couldn't have as much as I wanted them. I couldn't have pets. Gradually, I overcame the allergies, actually, with a lot of antihistamines, and managed to live with dogs uh, later on at uh, one point. Never had more than two, I shouldn't say that, like plural, but, but also owned horses and, uh, and cats and, you know, just have a love of animals, period. Where did you grow up? I grew up in New Jersey. Oh, okay. Uh, the Garden the State. That's why you have the allergies. <laughs> You think there's something about New Jersey that brings on allergies? Well, I mean, it's the Garden State, so heck, there's a lot ah, of there, there. there you go. Not you thought I was going to razz Jersey, didn't you? No, no, no. I, I love Jersey. I love Jersey. Oh, good. 
You know, yeah. everyone wears his jersey. In fact, uh, at one point I was doing some research and found that the oldest New Jersey joke actually dates to, to pre-revolutionary war times. They're like the Rodney Dangerfield of states, I guess. But I can't really say much. I grew up in Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Uh-huh. Gary, Indiana. So I, I'm a Hoosier. So I don't know. I used to work at uh, Prevention Magazine, and it's near the border of New Jersey. So I, I had a great time there. I thought it was very pretty. Very pretty. So wasn't Gene Shepherd, by the way, from from Gary or outside Gary? Yes, he was the, yeah, the Christmas okay. Story. Yep. Oh, no, and he was Michael from Hammond. 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 That's yeah. right. It's well, it's that's called true. the Twin Cities. Gary and Hammond were part of uh, Lake County, Indiana, which is called the region because we oh. are like a stepchild of Chicago, and uh, we have who else is in? Oh, actually, Michael Jackson. True. Trivia question, listeners. The city of Gary is divided up by the presidents and states in a nice little orderly grid. And the Jackson family actually did live on Jackson Street, named after the president. Wow. There's it. That's Maybe I should do a president, Gary, Indiana, you're my dog, dog book. What do you think? Uh, it sounds great. I'm definitely <laughs> going to use that bit of trivia without attribution, I hope you don't mind. No, I don't care. I don't care. But I'm not the only person who knows that. But I have no oh, idea okay. if Michael Jackson, other than snakes, had any dogs. But... He had quite a, a thing. But let's get back to you. So what inspired you to write You're My Dog, Dog? I just like being on radio because I get to say dog and have everybody that is an elocutionist going, oh, my gosh, dear Lord, the word is dog, not dog. So I'm just fun. sitting here in fun. awe of the fact that you're the first person who's actually pronounced the title correctly. You know, <laughs> that's wow. so wonderful. What got me into this is probably a predilection, if you will, for looking at a phenomenon and sort of following it through. For example, the the last book that I wrote, which is called The Writer's Brush, which is about the paintings, drawings, and sculpture of writers. You know, I suddenly noticed that there were in the world, there were a number of writers who, for whatever reason, decided to paint and sculpt and and did it quite well. And then I became a little obsessed with it and followed it through and found, the next thing I know, I had a 500-page book. The same thing sort of happened with with dog terms. I really wish I could claim that there was some great motivation here, linguistic or otherwise, but really what I was doing was procrastinating because I was working on another novel, and I would sort of find any reason not to deal with the hard parts of writing. And one of the things I would do would be, I sort of ran out of, you know, laundry to do, and, you know, I couldn't stand to look at my bad investments anymore. So I would take long walks in the woods, sometimes with a, a dog friend, and um, I noticed there were always dogs around. That's probably what happened. And I began to think of dog terms and uh, made lists in my head, and then when I got home, you know, it was another good way to avoid working on the novel, so I'd start making actual lists and could spend time looking up, looking them up and seeing where they came from, and oh, next thing you I, knew, I thought this could be a book. That's how I, I'm laughing because I'm nodding my head when you're saying you're doing laundry and looking at your best bad investments. I, you know, as a writer, folks, it isn't a nine to five job. Things happen when they happen. And I used to have solitaire on my desktop computer. I had to take that evil thing off my computer because I would go to play solitaire rather than to write a story sometimes. And I realized, oh, my gosh, my eyes are like red. Where did the last three hours and 15 minutes go? So, you know, you have to learn as a writer to be very disciplined. I think walking 
and getting a little oxygen and vitamin D, that probably helped you a lot. And then you, you lived in the moment. You actually paid attention to things around you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And uh, I would walk with uh, Stella Pusateri, who is a black lab. And Wait a minute, was, Stella Pusateri? Yeah. Of she, course. It, the dog has a first and a last name. Okay. Well, you know, I think of all my dog friends who's having first and last names. In fact, <laughs> in the dedication, I, I give them all first and last names. <laughs> well, you know what? That is a lot of respect. Eric Stone Street, he, you know, he's on Modern Family, and he has a dog named Coleman Hawkins. And I met him at an event, and I said, Coleman Hawkins, you must really love your dog. You gave him a first and a last name. He said, absolutely. Yeah. You have something in common now with an Emmy Award-winning comedian. I thought I'd tell you that. (laughs) I see this in your loyal companions. Yes, Puck Friedman. Who is Puck? Yes. Uh, He's my uh, grand dog. Oh, a grand dog. Okay. (laughs) My daughter's dog, who's uh, a rescue uh, dog of... I don't know how many different breeds. Do you have uh, Grand Dog in your list of uh, word things? I don't. Um, oh, bing, ding, 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 ding. Does that mean I'm going to poster? I'm embarrassed that I forgot Grand Dog, but after <laughs> walking with Stella, who's this, the ultimate stick dog, I left out <laughs> stick dog. So, Well, you've got a new one coming. You've got to put Grand Dog in, you know? There you go. Yes, uh, Grand Dog Puck. and Stick Dog. And I've since had one of the fascinating aspects of this is that I discovered, as I did with the writer's brush, I mean, I was sort of aware that there would be more writers in the world who would be playing around with charcoal or paint. But I really thought when I wrote this dog book that I had nailed all the dog terms, you know. And just as it was getting ready to, to go to the printer, I was reading uh, Robert Caro's great uh, latest installment of his Lyndon Johnson biography. And I see this reference to Johnson when he was vice president in the Kennedy White House. And he was so marginalized uh, by the Kennedys that he was running around saying, they're treating me like a cut dog. I thought, I've got to get this one in. And it just just made it before it went off to the printer. And I was feeling really good that I got it in. And then about two weeks later, I'm talking to uh, a woman who was complaining about her boyfriend who was doing a real walk the dog with her. And I said, what do you mean, walk the dog? And she said, you know that expression, you know, no future, and he's just taking me for a walk, stringing me along. So I thought, whoops. And then at the moment she said that, I suddenly remembered, are you, do you remember yo-yos, people? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, Did you yes. play with a yo-yo? Well, you remember no. when you could make the yo-yo sleep, and then you moved it into walk the dog, and yep. you could make the yo-yo go along? Well, that was another one that came to me that I'd forgotten. And then right after, literally, New Year's Day, I'm speaking to a friend, a woman who was, you know, talking about the terrible New Year's Eve party she had to go to the night before, and said so the worst part of it was that, her boyfriend refused to leave until the last dog was hung. <laughs> and, and I said, what do you mean? <laughs> and she said, well, you know that expression. Well, I didn't and ended up looking it up. And it turns out it comes from a 1902 novel about the Old West. And it, didn't, it had nothing to do with dogs. It just referred to vigilantes who swore not to rest until they got the last outlaw lynched, you know. And it's been sort of an ongoing matter. I mean, the moment the book was finished, I just keep getting more and more dog terms that are brought to my attention. And well, there so is I a t- sequel. You know, as a writer, you got to have a sequel. You always got to feed feed that little kitty 
pardon the other one, for the publishers who always want to know what you have next. So you, you're on to something there, Don. Well, I can tell you, I started blogging about this on the Huffington Post. So <laughs> if anyone's curious, each week I've been covering new dog terms that have been coming up and, oh, and writing, okay. writing about them. So there are just a whole bunch of uh, fascinating ones that I keep uh, learning about. The latest one uh, somebody just sent to me was uh, stress puppy which I hadn't heard, which refers to somebody who thrives on stress but whines about it. So. Oh, I have some personal friends with two legs that would fit that description. Hey, everybody, we're speaking with Don Freeman. He is the author of You're My Dog, Dog, a Lexicon of Dog Terms for People. And I was going through this, and this is one of my favorites, Dog with Two Tails. We were teasing the audience. It's on page 39. So tell me a little bit about what the heck that means, Don. It's just a, a state of happiness, you know, someone who's really pleased at something that's going on so that uh, uh, the expression is just that uh, the person is as happy as a dog with two tails, and you could apply it in probably any situation. I love all of the, the metaphors that describe emotions uh, particularly, and there are any number of those in there. Let's paw through these dogged pages. I'm trying to do my best here not to make you die of groans from puns. But dog-faced liar, that's a Mark Twain term. That's on page 22. I love Mark Twain. He really was dog's best friend, don't you think? Yes. I don't know, by the way, if you ever read, he, he wrote a little book called The Dog's Tale with the obvious pun. Yeah. And uh, I I haven't read it since college, which was back before the wheel came into being. But the I remember that it opens something like, my father was a collie, my mother was a St. Bernard, but I am a Presbyterian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. Now you've got me as curious as a cat to yeah. read that. But with the term dog-faced liar... I mean, Mark Twain was quite the wordsmith, but I love this. He really called like he saw it, but I kind of feel bad for dogs. Sometimes some of these expressions are, are very pleasing, like, you know, you feel as happy as a dog with two tails. But then, you know, human nature, we flip the emotion and you can be called a dog-faced liar. Yeah, there are a lot of odd pejoratives, you know, dog-related, you know, terms that have... Uh have some pejorative aspect to them. It's a, it's a fascinating aspect, this kind of uh, duality in which the dog is treated as, you know, the most beloved and, on the other hand, some negative. You know, and it's interesting the way the words evolve. You know, dog's body began as a description by British sailors of the dried peas they were forced to eat. Then somehow or other, they began to apply it to the junior officers in the Navy who were forced to perform jobs that senior officers wouldn't do. Today, dog's body means anyone who, who has to perform drudge labor. You know, it's sort of fascinating to see the way all these things evolve. We are speaking with Don Freeman. He is the author of You're My Dog, Dog, a lexicon for, of dog terms for people. We got a dash to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. And remember, he's given away not one but two autographed copies of his new book. And you just have to send your name with the code word You're My Dog, D-A-W-G, to Arden at fourleggedlife.com. We'll pick out a couple of winners. Send us your name and your dog's name so he can personalize the inscription in the book. 
And we're going to find out a little bit more about going to the dogs on the printed pages of this. Really, any page is a great find right after we pay for this show. So you guys know the drill. Sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available in iTunes. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Dean Koontz, and you're listening to Oh Behave with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm having a good chat with Mr. Don Friedman. He is the author of You're My Dog, Dog, a Lexicon of Dog Terms for People. It is a tiny little gift book just stuffed with amazing references to dogs. We got metaphors. We got expressions. I mean, we can go on and on, but there's proverbs, and it's from the past and the present, and he even has more of these terms. But, Don, I got to tell you, um, when's the cat book coming out? When you're going to be you and my cat? What are you going to say? You're, I don't know how you would even title that one, but um, there's a lot of catty comments, too, you know? You know, speaking of Mark Twain, Mark Twain wrote an extraordinary essay. It's about which it contains nothing but cat terms. It's called, I think it's called the cat tale. And it's very different than the dog's tale because he, uh, he describes putting his daughters to sleep. And he claimed that he would do this with stories, which he, he gives the example of one of his stories. And it's just a prolonged series of cat words uh, with really. One one pun after another, and they're just brilliant. And I would never attempt to compete with Twain. No. So, anyway, in this book, I mean, how are you doing with the book? It just came out, and are you doing any kind of virtual tours? We do want people to dash over to your website. It's called Your My Dog Dog, and folks, Y-O-U-R-E M-Y, then D-A-W-D-D-O-D dot com. You're my dog, dog. So, uh, how's it going? You know, I I won't know for a while. I think it's it's doing just great. We keep getting terrific feedback from people everywhere. And uh, Parade Magazine is doing a little piece on the book, or at least a, a quiz that they've asked me to do of dog terms. And cool. uh, so I think it's, you know, I think all sorts of people, people who love dogs and people who love words uh, seem to be really enjoying it. And you have a little video on the on the home page of the website too. So I want everybody to after the show to dash over to yourmadogdog.com and uh, check out the fun, playful video. And we do have to give a little pause up to your illustrator. So we writers can do well with words, but we do need the partnership of someone who can illustrate. So you want to do a shout out? Oh, absolutely. Uh, this book would not even be half of the pleasure that it is without the illustrations of uh, J.C. Suarez. 
who's really the genius who made the book, and his drawings are just superb. He, by the way, has done a hundred books, and you've seen his drawings in The New Yorker, New York Times, Variety, and he's done at least a half dozen books on cats, by the way. So, uh, you know, you might check out JC's stuff as well. Okay, so in the beginning of the show, we teased the listeners. What is the reference of commonality in your book? You have Shakespeare and singer Rihanna. You captured many, many decades and centuries of famous people. I think the the central point, no one's ever asked me that, but I think the central point is just the centrality of dogs in our lives. There's always some way in which we notice dogs, and as I said earlier, we're always trying to understand the world in terms of metaphor because we see the, the world through a glass darkly, <laughs> as the Bible says. And when we, when we see something, you know, for example, politicians for years have spoken in, in a code. For example, states' rights was the code word for opponents of uh, integration all through the 60s and afterwards. And this practice of speaking in code to a specific audience, sending a message that wasn't otherwise audible, became known as dog whistle politics. Good point. That's right. Yeah, and it's a wonderful, a wonderful metaphor. You know, it enables us to immediately understand what's going on as, uh, as voters are called in on the basis of something that they don't want to say, uh, they don't want to actually say out loud. And so people have been doing this for years. I mean, back in the, the days of Aesop, I mean, dog in the manger, which is a wonderful metaphor for people who want to hold on to something that they can't use, but just want to prevent other people from having. And that comes from an Aesop's fable tale of a dog who keeps cows away from straw that he's uh, sitting on. And, uh, you know, he obviously can't eat, but doesn't want to let the cows get to. And, you know, without going through every metaphor in the book, there are just tons of them. And dogs. Well, one of mine that I thought was pretty unique, and I, you know, I'm looking at different pages, and I'm like, oh, yeah, or really? So each page of your book, You're My Dog, Dog, to me, it's an aha, or huh. That's the expressions I'm getting. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I knew that, but I didn't know that. And I love the expression you have on page 63, blowing dogs off chains. I came from the Chicago area, so tell us a little bit about what that expression means. You know, I don't know where it came I've, I became aware of it because uh, years ago, I'm a sailor, and years ago I raced on sailboats. And it's an old sailing expression for whenever, when the winds are so powerful that... Uh, you know, that it's difficult to handle uh, or sometimes too dangerous, so they may actually cancel a, a race. And the term that sailors have always used is, you know, it, it was there was so much, you know, it was just blowing dogs off chains. That's how windy it was. And uh, I can only speculate. I assume that, you know, if, if somebody was just picturing a dog walking along on a, and then being uh, blown off. That's the best I can do. I couldn't find an actual uh, uh, origin <laughs> for it. 
All right. Well, as we have mentioned, there are going to be two doggone lucky people who are going to get an autographed copy of the book, You're My Dog, Dog, by Don Freeman. It's a lexicon of dog terms for people. You just have to send the code words, You're My Dog, D-A-W-G, to Arden at Four-Legged Life. We'll pick a couple of winners and send out your information with your name and your dog's name so that Don can put it. I guess we'd have to make sure on the dog's name because it's your tradition. They have to have their first and last names, right, Don? Like Puck Freeman. Hey, I've really enjoyed having you on the show. Is there any biting comments you'd like to say before we we bid adieu? We do want people to go to yourmydogdog.com and check out your website. This book is full of great over 140 different dog expressions and metaphors, and it really gives you a lot of good explanations. It's $12.95, folks. Come on, pony up. Come and get this book and help Don spread the dogged terms for everyone that has two legs. I look forward someday to the cat version that you may do. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It was really fun. All right. We're talking to Don Freeman, and you can check out yourmydogdog.com for more details. Again, we're giving away two copies. And until next time, I also want to give a shout-out to my producer, Mark Winter. He makes this show happen each and every week. You have to dash over to Pet Life Radio. It is the world's biggest, best, doggone best, right, Don? Pet Network. And so we have a lot of great shows with a lot of great hosts, and uh, we get great people like Don on our show. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.